What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We didn't get to speak on this last week because we were doing the Carolina Primetime Preview, but we did break some news that Powerlifting America, or Steve likes to call them, Gaston's U.S. affiliates, on how they're deciding to pick the world's team for 2022 IPF Worlds. Um, we give our takes on it. Steve breaks it down, of course, because, you know, I... I don't know numbers and such and all the rules that go into it and the selection process. So Steve breaks it down and yeah, we give our takes. We give what we like about it, what we don't like about it. Um, that's about half the episode. And also we introduce a new segment into this episode as well. Remember it's our weekly episode. Where we're just trying to talk about topics. We do a top five ranking on unethical practices in powerlifting. We're going to be doing more of these countdowns. We're going to be doing more of these debates, Steve and I. So if you guys want to DM us some um, top five rankings or what you'd like us to rank in powerlifting go ahead and do that so steve and i can debate about it this one was really fun got on some tangents we didn't expect to go on um got into a lot of debate i didn't expect to get into with steve so something that i think everyone's gonna enjoy me and steve debating about something powerlifting related we all know you like that and if you love this if you love two white lights you should definitely be subscribing to us on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. leave a review as well leave a five-star rating on spotify Thank you for everyone who's done that. That is helping the show so much. If you just review and if you just leave a five-star rating for the show, also go to twowhitelights.com, subscribe there, and check out what we got in the shop. All of our drops are now available. Steve After Dark sold out, you lucky bastard, Steve. But we have a lot of stuff still from the original logos, Off the Top Rope, uh, the PR City one, the Bad Journalism one, the tumblers, and also slides we got the slides now so use my promo code jalotun use steve's promo code marcellus salon we got a lot of people you can choose from make sure you're going on twowhitelights.com and checking out the merchandise and without further ado here it is two white lights oh baby i like We got a little date night with Steve Denovi and I. How are you, man? We're doing good. We uh, just fun fact: I actually did a podcast before this, and they had Steve After Dark uh, uh, intro music. Not even planned; it's just their intro music. I felt very at home. Was it was it Careless Whisper? Because that's when I picked. No, not that one. It was a different one. It was it was just as good. It was very soothing. Okay, like it very much got you in the mood. So I'll, I'll see if I can figure, I'll ask them what song that was so we can play that in the hotel uh, Saturday night after the meet in Carolina. Uh, God. All right. I'm already not looking forward to that. Uh, I think you got to, I think the, the talks are in motion here with a Steve after dark separate podcast, like 15 minutes. I mean, it's, it's taken on a life of its own. Is it, is that, would, you, would it just be me? Is that, is that dangerous just to have Steve's thoughts alone for 15 minutes? 
I I mean, if you're titling something Steve after dark, I think danger just goes out the window. That's true. That's yeah, true. It, it's, it's it's just part of the program. Yeah, you, just, you come to expect it. Yeah, by default, it's dangerous. But uh, we uh, have some news that we really get to touch on. Um, I'm going to have you explain this to me because it was breaking news on our last podcast, the Carolina Primetime Podcast, of how Powerlifting America is going to decide how they're going to pick their world teams this year. And, of course, you know, I glossed through it. I made my opinions on it without even, like, looking at the actual decision-making process and all the rationale behind it. Um, cause that's where you come in. You explain it to me Then I either justify my opinion or change things from there. So can you break this down for me or I can. So what we're talking about is Gaston's U S Federation has, uh, submitted the qualifications to get into the world's team because the simple one is you just win nationals. Yeah. Like it's been forever, which should be what is done, but the issue is, is they decided to uh, schedule nationals one like two weeks before Sheffield. It's something. So therefore, something very, it very puts everyone. I mean, I don't, I don't know why nationals isn't in November or December. That would be an easy fix. And moving forward, uh, I mean, this will be what we'll get into. But if this is, the, if this is the situation moving forward, and this is just how it is, like that's that. I don't even think I need to to explain uh, the negative issues there. I think it's self-explanatory that uh, separating your national your competitors into two different meets and then trying to create the system is, is silly. So either way, primary selection is you win nationals and hit a Carpino one. So I don't know exactly how they come up with the Carpino one. We've talked about Carpino score before. Carpino is basically just taking world record or not world record, but the, the, the totals hit at worlds and creating some kind of like average system of what people hit. Uh, usually that's used to help put together the teams. Carpino one has never been used though. So Carpino one, they're pretty high. I mean, they're high. Like you, you I mean, if you're hitting a Carpino one, you're likely winning or uh, getting pretty easily into the top three at worlds i mean like for 93 men 868 kilo total i mean that's a darn good total that's not just like trying to like that's not a normal qualification carpino score that's have to hit something really big so either way i'm not going to go through all the carpinos because all the numbers don't really mean that much they're just really high like i mean 47 kilo women 401 there's only three women ever to go 400 plus mm -hmm. uh it it's it's hard so if you do that, you win nationals and hit a Carpino one total, you get a spot. Done deal. Secondary selection, hit a Carpino one total at Sheffield, which I think we're going to see a lot of Carpino one totals at Sheffield because those are the people that were winning. I mean, Chance, Jesus, uh, Amanda, so on and so forth. Like those are the people that are totaling above a Carpino one in the first place. And then the, the third tertiary selection is whatever's left over is ordered by Carpino from totals at nationals in Sheffield. So I get this, but it's just a night. I mean, like it, they, they nicely put this, but the, I mean, to try and sound uh, non-political, but the fact of the matter is it's just a nice way of making sure that the best lifters at the Sheffield still get on the world's team. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at it and that was kind of the conclusion I was coming to, but at the same time, I'm like, I think you need to do that because the people who are at Sheffield are 
going to be some of your top lifters, and you have to give them also a, a fair shake because of how close it is. It's a it, The situation is the stupid part. And the decision for this, I didn't hate it. There's, I mean, I guess I dislike it in the sense that I want national competitions to be head-to-head battles and you earn a national spot based on you winning nationals. But, you know, you, the hands are tied here. Like, I don't know what you do in this situation to really get around that. You don't schedule your nationals two weeks before Sheffield. Yeah. Well, I mean, decision-making progress process, of course. I mean, the, the decision to do that. Of course, there's probably some reason that they'll give us – on why they did that, but just poor, it's poor planning. It's just poor planning. No matter how you look at it, they'll probably come up with some reason like, or they have a reason why it's a month out from Sheffield, but still, no matter how you shake it, you know what Sheffield is, you know, America is going to be well-represented adjust properly from nationals. They have no problems reaching out and planning for the, like the corrupt summit, you know? Like making sure oh, yeah. lifters don't do I that. Just, they I do just found out a fantastic that, planning for that. Yeah, they, they they do a great job of making sure to uh, make sure their lifters can't compete at non wada sanctioned events. Um, I actually didn't even realize until uh, researching for this. I was trying to pull up on their website to see if they had this Carpino list, so I didn't have to just go to the the Instagram thing, which they don't. They only have one news article. It was posted four days before the Corruptus Summit making sure to remind people that if an athlete, coach, or referee, while being a member of Gaston's U.S. affiliate, takes part in a non-water-recognized event, they shall render themselves ineligible for 12 months from national or international competitions. What, what a coincidence they posted yeah. that four days before the Corrupted Summit. Was it Corrupted uh, Summit? or yeah. Corrupted Summit's a non-water-recognized event, just like my, my grandmother's barbecue was <laughs> when we played cornhole. My, my, that, that cornhole tournament was non-water-recognized. Well, we got to actually, like, test that. We got to have, like, cornhole tournaments in order. Actually, I'm going to call it bags. I'm sorry. You just kind of threw me off there. I'm going to call it bags. Bags tournaments um, just to see if, like, they'll extend their reach to just uh, backyard events. That's a good idea. We need, Yeah, we need to do that. We need to do a power lifter bags tournament, invite USAPL and Gaston's U.S. affiliate lifters to compete in this bag said bags tournament and see if they get a 12 month ban because it is a non-water recognized event mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm actually one it just sound but when saying that i just talk myself like non-ironic non-ironically it just sounds like a lot of fun to do that now like a two white light sponsored bags tournament and two white lights. Yeah, I now actually, I think that would be very popular. Yeah, like we just we don't even we just go away from powerlifting and we just start doing two white lights base like backyard games and cookout stuff. Like we just completely divert from the powerlifting. Uh, like no more tandem deadlifts, no more spa squats. We just get into like uh, horseshoes and bocce ball. Yeah, we'll try that. We'll try that. We'll try that next year at the Corrupted Summit. That would be perfect. Um, and. If uh, lifters were to get banned for that, then I, honestly, I don't know if they're allowed to leave their house. That that honestly needs to be debated. Are they allowed to leave their house? Because is everything they do a non-water recognized event? Yeah, like go to the gym with me. Go to the gym with your USAPL friend. The ostracized yeah. USAPL friend. The persona non grata USAPL friend. I, or the amount of people who lift with uh, currently suspended IPF members in the same gym. Yeah. And that's not an issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's the, that's the ridiculous nature of it. Um, I mean, get, getting back to the, the world's team process, 
I, yeah, again, like, I think this is the solution to it. It's the solution I think it's going to get the least least amount of people angry right now, like, from Powerlifting America's side. I don't see a lot of people mad. Um, but, I mean, again, I'm just going to take it to what... So, if I was an 83 kilo lifter in Powerlifting America, how would I would take it? And then seeing that 825 total, I'll be like, okay, that's fair. But at the same time, like, you take Delaney's two totals last year, it was 810 and 802. Now it's 825. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you just kind of, you didn't put it out of reach for people, but you put it like, Delaney hasn't hit that total in two years. Now you just put it for Gruden and Jin to hit just flat out. Like, okay, this is the standard Delaney set. Like, well, it was, it was, you're using one of the, I know what you're saying, but you're using one of the few classes where the person going to Sheffield might not be able to hit a Carpino one and the people staying could hit a Carpino one. Most of it's the opposite. Most of it's to make sure Jesus gets in, to make sure Chancer Keiko gets in, to make sure Amanda gets his, her spot. Uh, I think the only classes I can think of that, yeah, I get. I guess you got Jessica Espanol. She's probably can she can hit the Carpino one total. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Gruden and maybe Jen. You're gonna have uh, Claire Zai at 69. And maybe I'm missing, but I don't know anyone other than that that can hit those current totals. When are the Sheffield re- that, that, when are the Sheffield rosters going to be released? That's going to be important, right? Because no like Heather Connor is one of those wild cards, so right, like that's going to well, be I mean, important. I, I too. figure they were waiting for that Arnold Sports Festival to be done, and that is done. Okay, so yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know that it would make sense to get the that drug tests have to come in. Then I mean, with that too, I. I have no knowledge of this, but I feel like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if people somewhat already know well, yeah. on the inside. Sure. I mean, I think the the original Sheffield spot people, I think when I had Heather Connor on the first time, she said like she had to keep it on the wraps when Sheffield, it wasn't even announced. The Sheffield meet was not announced yet, but she knew that like it was happening and she got an invite. So yeah, I, that's, oh, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. And also, I mean, it does go into nationals because I want to like, there is a potential there that that for that to be an actual amazing nationals where last year's nationals for power of the America was a showcase meet. It was, um, it was really, it was kind of a dud of a meet aside from Keiko chance battle at 69 and then, uh, Jesus like that. It just turned into like lifters hitting their numbers this year. It could have been like a really, really good meet. If you look at that roster and you look at all the people who are potentially competing, you're, you were you were going to see some awesome battles and uh, you know and, and people really going to be shooting for that world spot. Now it's like kind of the same meet. You get potential few good performances, a few battles, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you in this. You mentioned that like this is probably the best solution. I don't disagree there because I mean, you had to make a way for some of these Sheffield's people to get their world spots because they I mean. Let's, the best. let's they use are Amanda the best. and Jesus. Yeah. Amanda and Jesus are a shoe in to get world spots again. They were not, they were not going to be challenged at all at power or Gaston's oh. uh, world affiliate or U S affiliate. I will find I the bleep on the mix. Board I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say, uh, say things I shouldn't be saying. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get in trouble for, since I go to non-water recognized events. Um, but th- this has to be fixed next year. Like this can't, this can't yeah, be the precedent plan. of what continues. Like if, if this happens again, do, I mean, do people really want to like, what would be the appeal to go over to a national meet 
where you're competing to hit a total against people at another meet and combining the two. Yeah, it's stupid. And I think, I mean, fool me once, right? Shame on, shame on you. But like, yeah, I like uh little, little George, George W. Bush uh, quote there. But um, yeah, like if they do it again, that's like, you gotta, you, you gotta start looking at the Federation decision-making and, and really like, okay, we got to clean some house here because it's an easy fix. You put your nationals. That's probably going to be in Austin again at a different time at the same hotel. Which can't be too hard since it's like a hundred lifter yeah, nationals. Exactly. It's not, it's it's not, not an 800 uh, lifter nationals like USAPL where they're having to like, that's a hard thing to book. Like, like to find the location, to find a venue that's cost affordable. This isn't hard. I, I can't imagine this is hard to relocate at the Alico headquarters. I feel like Alico is pretty open to doing it whenever they need to. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like a leak. It's not like Alico's booked out all the way in November and December. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's an easy solution to it. Find a different day for nationals and actually have a good nationals meet, and that's that could help the the, the federation a lot by getting lifters uh, over. I mean, you don't have to rely on potentially like halting people from doing. Um, you know, exhibition lifts. You can just have a federation that they want to compete in. And that's probably the best way of uh, running a federation. Um, over under five hours after this episode is released, where Chance Mitchell calls us both bots. Over because he won't listen until next day. That's the only reason. Oh, okay. I, I'm really, I got to set these over unders. What the fuck is a bot? Do you know? I don't know. Is that a gamer term? I heard a seventh grader I teach use it once, and it's know. like I, I, I'm I was like, in a whole battle today of who can beat up Sean between me and Chance. So that's that's what I'm still working on. Beat like in a fight. It, the, did you see the story? It was no. I, my phone Sean wasn't was working asked, the entire day. Oh, <laughs> Sean was asked, "Would you rather fight two Chances or three Steves?" And he said, "For sure, three Steves." To which I replied, um, "I in my story. I said." Uh, well, fortunately, there's three of me because each one of them will be able to one person will have the first vaccine. The other one will have the second vaccine <laughs> and the third one will have the booster. And before the fight even starts, Sean will be running in fear of his life. And so, boom, I win chess versus checkers where I think chance. I mean, the issue with chance is I don't think he'd even fight because he'd show up, find out that the equipment being used isn't a Lico, and then he wouldn't be down to do it. I wasn't expecting it to take this turn, but uh yeah, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, you're like Batman in this situation where you would find out the playing grounds before you get into the fight. You're taller than the Noriega by a considerable amount. I think you yeah, have I a just, problem. Same thing yeah. I do to you. I just I just put my arm out. You and have, hold you there. You have a problem with two of you. Let 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 alone three. I think three ends up. But the, the argument was two chances or three Steves. So obviously it's going to be tough for if there's two of either me or Chance. I think you and Chance's reach are the same though. As far as it might be close, yeah, I, I think I, I mean, I tell a specialist. I don't know. Me, me, next time I see Chance, we'll measure up who has a longer reach. I just beat the shit out of Sean. You can just team up <laughs> and just and just uh, jump Sean. But yeah, IPF World Spots. We'll see when uh, when Nationals rolls around in February. So a lot of time uh, to pass there. And a lot of time for you to get some Leflar Bros merchandise. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leflarbros.com and get yourself the best powerlifting merchandise in the sports.
Head to toe, they're going to make you look pretty in on the platform, off the platform, in the gym, and out the gym. Use that promo code 2WL15 and sport some dad hats, some tank tops, some tees with beautiful, beautiful graphics. Joggers, socks, the socks that they're coming up with has been amazing. And I can't wait to see the more deadlift socks on the platform. And also, you can wear them in the gym and look just as good. Use that promo code 2WL15. Save yourself some money. Use the promo code ORC15 as well. You have many things to purchase. Steve, it feels like you want to say something. I'm just thinking about what those socks are actually going to be used for. I I don't want to ask more questions. You know exactly. What I, I'm I don't want. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. I don't even want to. Like, we're only 17 minutes in, and we want to keep this episode short. So I'm just gonna. I am going to willfully ignore you. I, I'm just saying. I I talked to CB and. They are approved for that. Like, they have really good absorption rates. God damn it. God damn it. All right. Well, (laughs) use use promo code 2WL15. Whatever you decide to use the clothing for, use the promo code. Make sure you are following them on Instagram as well. Watch the Leflar family grow and make sure to get some merchandise. All right. (laughs) What what did we want to do next? You made me lose my train of thought. Well, we're only doing another thing. We're starting a new little segment called Top 3. Yeah, we got to work on it. It's a working title for it. I got it. Yeah, because we, uh, you know, I mean, we're both big sports fans that grew up on SportsCenter and, uh, you know, Baseball Tonight and NFL Live, where they just like to rank things. So, you know, we have our hot takes. We have a word association. We're going to try to fit those more into our episodes. But I'm thinking, like, hey, let's just get Top 3. We have to rank things. And uh, we go and spitball from there. And I got an interesting question on my Q&As. Actually, my Q&A today was really good. People were actually asking some good questions and having some good takes on there. Um, sometimes they're just, like, horrid. It's just the worst questions ever that I really don't want to ask and I regret doing the Q&A. Like, what size is my belt? Why do you have a 13-millimeter as opposed to an 18-millimeter uh, belt. Well, I mean, that's what happens when your key demographic is 18 to 22 year old men. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think it's still like within 18 to 30. It, it, it's like the demographic is novice intermediate lifters, but yeah, like those are the questions I get today. we got some good ones and we talked about unethical practices in powerlifting. So we decided to rank them or I, or I thought we could, uh, debate on the ranking of it. So, you want to start from three and work our way up to one or one down to three? How do you want to approach this? Or do you want to do five? Do you want to do five? Or five? We can do five. I have to think about it. I only know your three and I agree with it. So I was just going to re-rank the three, but I don't even going down to five. I don't even know what my four and five is. I kind of like, know what my four unethical. and five is. Like, yeah. Like it, unethical is hard. It, Cause it, it got brought up because of coach client poaching, but honestly, yeah. I mean, that's unethical, but that's not top five. In my no, opinion, because no, it's not. There's a great, there's a big gray really, area with poaching too. Yeah, there's a gray area with poaching. And honestly, the biggest issue with, I'll, I'll touch on poaching real quick. Like, it's the fact that usually the poaching happens to people that can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time, people aren't sliding into Marcellus's clients or Joe's clients or my clients or Sean's clients and trying to poach them because that probably isn't going well. Um, as well as, like, if I want to defend myself on my stories, I can defend myself on my stories and could there be a little bit of backlash? Yes, but I can handle it. If you're, if you're a, if you're kind of a no name coach and a higher level person poaches from you, like 
very unethically does it, they're kind of in a pickle because if you try and call them out, you'll probably just get canned by their groupies. Um, and it, it's hard to kind of fend for yourself. That's that's where the, that's that's where it yeah. gets a little touchy. Yeah, I got, but I, I still don't think that's top five most unethical. Yeah, I got a DM today from a lifter, and that's kind of because I I was after the uh, the coaches roundtable episode, which um, I of course that segment got the most uh, listens and listener retention. Believe it or not, people were messaging Shocker. me. What's up? It's a shocker. Yeah, shocker. I, I honestly thought calling that guy a douchebag and an asshole would have not CT. We didn't call him a douchebag or an asshole. The the other guy that we called a certified personal truce. I thought we were going to get hate for that, but no. It was like the the five minutes we talked about CT, and most of it was making fun of him because he didn't know, still doesn't know our podcast name. I'm I'm still convinced. He didn't. He, I know he didn't listen to the guy. Oh, I think episode. he. I, oh, I think he does because he very obviously he tried to do the same crap with not knowing my name in those stories, and then turned around and tried to say how like me, Marcellus, and Joe were some of the most respected coaches, and we should we should we should be above what we did or something. He knows exactly who he he's, he does it on purpose in this like childish way oh, to fuck. to try and Dude, demean but people. But uh, but and we'll get to this actual segment. But the fact that he wasn't wearing a flat brim hat for that video was it was funnier that he wasn't wearing the flat brim hat because I know he was thinking about it. He was thinking about like, oh, if I wear the flat brim hat, Angela's gonna make fun of me again for wearing the flat brim hat. I wear a goddamn cowboy hat. Like you can go at me all day on hat choices, but I'm like, the fact that he's not wearing a flat brim hat on this video is <clears throat> Chef's kiss, beautiful. But I, you know, we, I had to feel a lot of questions from that. With the poaching thing, is like there's a gray area, and a lot of times, like yeah, what a coach can do is call out the other coach, being like, "Hey, this person's poaching my clients, and it's bullshit," and it ends there. It's it, it warrants a call out, it warrants something, but it really ends there. And people ask what the big deal is. I'm like, well, it kind of is related to other sports, right? In other sports, there's penalties for. Um, a tampering. You'd lose draft picks. You get fined. Like we don't have the structure, obviously, but there's a reason why it's put in place. It's the ethical side of what you are doing. Um, like there's an ethics here in powerlifting, and that's why you get the call out. But another lifter, who I, I won't mention their name, just because I don't know if I really have their permission. Good friend of mine, good lifter, getting into coaching. He's like he coaches a lot of teenagers. And every fucking day, he has, like, one person reaching out to that, like, those teenage lifters and trying to poach them. And he can't do anything because he's just a kid trying to get into coaching. He's like, well, they're going to match me on price, and then they're going to use their clout to, you know, lure these people in. So I'm kind of, like, sitting here just trying to keep my clientele, hopefully, hoping they don't buy, you know, buy the sales pitch. That's who, like, that's who you're trying to protect is more so the 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 young the the 21 year old coach he's really just trying to like focus on yeah, growing his if, team of five like if if someone like me doesn't call this out when it happens then who's like that's the only way to create enough negative publicity towards the act of it to hopefully stray people away from doing that versus these coaches that can't defend themselves yeah yeah well said well said all right so, so but Either way, let's let's get on to the actual five. Top let's five. go to number one. Let's go number one and yeah. work our way down. Yeah, I, think I think that's we, easier. Yeah, I think we I both, don't even know what five would be. Yeah, I think we have the, both the same one. Um, 
encouraging steroid use and powerlifting. And really for me, it was like a coach telling a lifter to take steroids is like number one, but still at the same time, like telling people to take steroids is an unethical thing. I was surprised today of how many people were like, well, you promote tobacco use. Isn't that just as bad as steroids? And I'm like, no, it very isn't. How the fuck are you going to compare? I understand smoking's bad. I understand that it causes cancer. I am totally aware of that. Smoking cigars. You don't smoke cigarettes, though. You oh, smoke cigars. All right. Another PSA. Smoking cigars could definitely cause cancer. It can cause mouth cancer. It can cause lung cancer. It can, in fact, do that. It's not good for your health. Smoking cigars is not good for your health. Sure. The thing is, I could stop smoking cigars tomorrow, and things will be fine. You take steroids when you're the age of 20 years old, and you quit, you know, a week from that day or something or, you know, run a cycle and get on steroids, it's going to be really hard to quit that shit. And it's going to have life altering effects. And that's a problem with steroids is that these young fucking kids are getting on steroids. They don't, they don't know what they're doing and they want to be Larry wheels. They want to be people they see on YouTube. They want to be people see on Instagram. They want to be this fucking, you know, all time power lifter. And they have no idea what they're doing. They use it irresponsibly. And even if you educate them, I know people try to do it, even you educate them. It's still a really bad idea, and I think the education is even encouraging the use of steroids. So I think it's, it's – and, and, and it really just fucks – and it fucks up people's lives. It fucks up their hormone balances. It, it, it gives them massive mood swings. It, it speeds up the aging process. It has side effects that you might not have known and you don't want, and now you got to live with those things. And then coming off of it is probably the worst thing for a lot of these lifters because then you're no longer the superhuman. Now you're just a fucking pedestrian and people don't want to be that. So they jump back on the gear. It's a bad lifestyle choice. If I stop smoking cigars tomorrow, not the biggest deal in the world. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a relatively yeah. easy thing to kick. And the best is the fact that like, Oh, I'm educating them because if I don't, then they're going to abuse them. One of the biggest deterrents to using steroids is not knowing how to use them. <laughs> like a lot of people don't get into it because they don't know what to do and it scares them that they're going to do it wrong. So when you educate them on how exactly to do it, you know how easy that, how much of a barrier that takes down of them being able to know how to now do it. Yeah. Because like you said, like three, I mean, very like, let I mean, we're talking most of these people that hop on, they're not going to do it for two days and hop off. They're going to do a cycle. They're probably going to do multiple cycles. Like you said, that is life altering. It changes the ability to possibly have kids in the future. Um, it changes uh, hormones, and like you said, I, I I don't really coach untested lifters and untested lifters anymore. And it has nothing to do with the the ethical aspect of the steroids. It's the fact of their behavior yeah. and like the manicness of it. Mm. Um, I, I find very few people who hop on that maintain a relatively balanced and decent personality unfortunately i'm sure there's there's some that are fine but unfortunately there's way too many i run into that it just messes them up and personality wise they get really screwed up i mean when you're depressed you're extra depressed when you're a dick you're an extra dick i mean it's, it's just bad yeah and then i when i talk to a lot of people which i know a fair amount of people a lot of them have stories of regret of them getting on it and they just wanted to get into powerlifting they wanted to redo powerlifting just to powerlift and not jump on gear when they're 19 years old. I have a lot of people tell me that, and that's that's sad to me. I don't want to encourage that for other people because this sport is dictated around health. And if you're going to encourage people to take steroids to just, I mean, get stronger, 
That's what the sport is, is being healthy and strong. It's just, I, I don't see how it's a good thing at any point. Um, you could be fucking up someone's life completely. I of think it could be avoided at all costs. And if you're a person like encur- openly encouraging the use or telling one of your clients or people you know to get on steroids just to make progress in the sport, you're a dick. You're unethical. It's one of the shittiest things you can do. And if you have to take steroids in order to progress in a sport and just to compete in a sport, you should quit. You should not do it. That's what Johnny Candido said and is one of the, the – my favorite thing he said on the podcast, if you are at a point where you have to tell people to get on steroids to be better at the sport, quit. Don't even do it. It's not worth it. Um, so, yeah, that's my number one. Number two has to do with steroids, but that's trying to feed a drug test. Um, I think it's like the reason why it's number two for me is when I compare it to other sports, I actually have empathy and understanding why people take steroids and try to cheat in other sports because there's millions of dollars. It's life altering, um, and in a positive sense, you know, like in major leagues play three years or in $5 million, $5 million a year. That's changes your family's life, your family's family's life. You just got $15 million for playing a sport and you're really not a hall of famer or an all-star. You're just a guy. You're just a player in the league. In this sport, we have a side that doesn't test, that you can easily just go to if you want to take steroids. Cheating and powerlifting, to me, for a drug test, is like the worst thing you can do because of what exists, how the sport is set up, where it one side encourages the use of it, or it's like, that's okay if you use, and other side doesn't. That's not the same case for any other sport. I'm in full agreement. Obviously, I hate it. I don't know if I put it number two. What would you put number two? I'm trying to think how to, I'm trying to think how I'd frame number two. Predatory actions. But okay, yeah, but that is that a powerlifting practice? Predatory actions, or is You're that something powerlifters like do? You know what I mean? I was thinking about that because when somebody said, "What are the biggest ethical or what's the most unethical thing you do in powerlifting?" I'm like, I don't know. I try to solicit someone from All sex, right. but okay, right? that makes sense. Like. I'm still not number two. Murder number one of your clients is number is one. I guess. Number, I will put the trying to cheat a drug test number three. Number two is banning lifters from competing in non-water recognized events because <laughs> you have a uh, uh, fake rules that you make up. Okay. For your federation. All right. That's yeah. number two. Trying to trying to hone in your talent and make sure someone else doesn't grow. Okay. I can, I can get on board with that. That's funny. Yeah, that I, I actually wish we could. Re- yeah, we like release a graphic of that, and you see that number two, and then like to see the rest of your three, four, and five. It's like <laughs> that's number two. It's like well, making up fake rules so other people three, can trying to treat a drug test because because yeah, like you said, like there's nothing to gain. Like there's no money. No, it's like you're trying to honestly. Fuck if it was my over. choice, I don't even care. Like in professional football and baseball, just. Take it. I don't even care anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, at like, this point, want to see the freaks. People, yeah, they're getting pe- paid millions. Yeah, people are ignoring it at this point, right? Like, no one is ostracized anymore. Probably ex- steroids. That's probably extremely hypocritical of us to say. Is let's make these super famous people allowed to take steroids, which will encourage steroid use even further. Well, I actually, I, I, I am one of those people who are like, no, I don't, 
I understand why they do it. I have empathy, but if you get caught cheating, you should take the full severity of the punishment, and I think you should be potentially banned from the sport at a point. Like what they did with like Manny Ramirez's second offense. Like, I do think that. I, I, I do think that's, and really when it comes to the Hall of Fame stuff with the record stuff, that does make sense to me um, to do that. I just, I understand it. I understand the decisions that they are making. For powerlifting, I cannot wrap my head around someone trying to cheat a drug test to get a national championship or world championship. And a lot of times it's a fucking local meat, plastic metal. Look on the USAPL well, I database. Think I think that's probably why. I mean, I'm actually it's about pathetic. to put that down to four. I think that's why I don't value that as high because I don't feel like we we. It's very rare we actually have someone cheating at a high level. Like, huh. for, I mean, it's rare, uh, but that's why. Uh, Anna Anna was a rare one. Kelly Branton's a rare one. Like, if it was if it was extremely common for people yep. to try and cheat to win world championships, I think I would rank that higher up. I just don't think it's, it's most people doing it are garbage like, exactly though. junior lifters taking SARMs at local meets. Yeah. Well, like it's not, I mean, it's, it's stupid, but it's not a huge issue because, Oh it, no. It, I mean, it's just like saying like, we need to get rid of stupid people in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, those are just the stupid people. Like we just need to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, well, I would argue that it's more so unethical because less people do it because I think there is a known thing. Like you just don't do it. It doesn't have to be a widespread problem in order for it to be unethical. I think it's one of the lowest things you could do. And the most pathetic thing you do in the sport is cheating it by trying to fake a drug test simply because the other side exists, you know, like the other side does exist in the sport where you can go to. If it didn't, if it didn't, and we were the major league baseball, I think I'm dropping that to four though, because, because you're three, I can think of a lot of examples that I think are worse. Okay. All right. So that's, what was that? Number two for me? Number two for you. Number four for me. Okay. For three, I think we're in agreement. I didn't know how to word this on my story, but it's just people who scheme. And that could, it is super broad because we can go any which way with this, making false claims. Um, uh, I, I think taking coach- your top lifter and handing out that same program to all the other lifters. Yeah. Oh, actually, stealing coaches programming. Stealing is- coaches programming. I actually it's funny how those all intertwine. Yeah, I was gonna say though that might that just might be the standalone three, because that's one thing like that would be a little bit more common. Three, because I even got messages today from people like, dude, this is way too broad. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I know it's broad because there's a lot of ways you can go at it. People have influence in the sport. People have a lot of ways they can make money and they can make claims. If you lie to people, if you try to, um, if you try to use your image in order to con people and get money out of them and, you know, dupe them, then, yeah, that's a really unethical practice. But I think the most common way to do that could be stealing other coaches' programming. And for me, that's like it's one of the worst things you can do because one, you're fucking with another athlete, and two, you're fucking with the livelihood of a coach. Yeah, I mean that, that's why I pro- that's why I have. I mean, if you're using that example, I, I don't know if I can put that more unethical than trying to cheat a drug test. But it's it's more common. Like that's a widespread thing. And I use the example because, like you said, your thing was broad. If you're talking about cheating someone out of something. The ultimate one, which is really number one, if we're just taking a singular yeah. instance, one thing, the yes. number one thing ever was Jessica Cornell Smith. Yeah, she is number one most unethical thing ever in powerlifting. 
other than maybe certain heads of federations hiring illegal prostitutes yeah allegedly i don't honestly i don't know which one's worse as far as illegal prostitutes because prostitution's a thing like all right, people take drugs. People sometimes pay for sex. Faking and maybe cancer. Maybe it wasn't illegal prostitutes. Maybe it was just prostitutes. Okay. Well, uh, aren't all prostitutes legal, illegal? Unless you're in a certain area, like the red light district. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. maybe I, yeah, I, so I, then, don't, I don't know the full. You knock it down. I actually don't even. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But further down, like <laughs> I honestly don't. But yeah, if I don't know if like somebody was caught with a prostitute, I'll be like, okay, yeah, people do that. It's America's, or not America, world's oldest profession that people take drugs, people do vice, or people are into the vices, everyone has their thing. <laughs> Faking cancer and then making meats and then not refunding people is just like the worst fucking thing you could do. Like, that is worse have you, than prostitution. Have you seen all the messages of this? Have you have you ever seen it? Um, I, okay, so kind of. I know the story. I remember when it was like kind of broke, like she did not have cancer. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Somebody, some, like, that's enough right there. Like, that, that's enough to make me, like, holy shit, that's crazy. Is someone fake cancer? That's so fucking crazy. All she got was probation and mental health. They had to go check into a mental health clinic. That's all she got. Well, what are you what, for faking how, cancer wait, and stealing money? But how do you, how, what do you do to a person who fakes cancer and steals money? Do you send them to prison? I don't yes. know. I don't know how to penal. I, I'm. I. I don't know how to penalize someone. Like how? Like what would be the sentencing of someone who faked cancer? She stole. No, the sentencing over $10, like the amount of time on the cancer scheme alone. She didn't. I don't believe she legally. She did not actually get like arrested for what she did meat wise. Um, that was not part of the criminal case against her, where she was running these meats that were not ever going to exist. And then I, I don't know the full. I might be wrong here. It was either one, she faked it entirely, and it was never a meet so that USAPL pulled the sanction, or USAPL was catching on, so they pulled the sanction. And then because of that, she refused the refund and said, USAPL is refunding everyone. And then when USAPL is like, no, it's not our meet, she refunds you, she refused to refund everyone for like this big, like 120 lifter expo meet. Yeah. I... I do remember the just the post you made cutting down the USAPL banner, and there I think the USAPL is trying to this. By the way, like I think you can just Google this. What's her name? Oh yeah, Jessica Cornell Smith. Yeah, you can get the whole like if thing. You can Google that. Yeah, if I, you Google that, or you Google uh, powerlifting fakes cancer, Jessica, you'll you'll find it. The 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 Twitter uh, thing. There's some girl that, that how it got all blasted is some girl on Twitter posted all the screenshots of all the messages and all yeah. the stuff she was doing. That, um, Cause she would, she would go in. Oh, she would, she would get nasty with her comebacks and stuff. Then there's a podcast too. They started a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember seeing, cause I, I did a little, it was, it was during quarantine. I think I did a little deep dive into it, but I just remember the, like, I remember something like the USAPL kind of wanted like more proof that she had cancer. <laughs> like, like, Hey, do you actually uh, have cancer? Like, cause it, this is important. And then more people start asking and questions. She was on like, know, like she shaved her. News. Oh man. Yeah. She shaved her head. <laughs> she took fuck. pictures like faking so getting crazy. chemo. So like, I don't remember crazy. if they were photoshopped chemo pictures or she actually went there and acted like she was getting chemo, like oh. just like next to the thing. But it was, it was bad. What it a was psycho. 
so terrible. Yeah, that's... And all she got was probation. Yeah, that's... I Honestly, though, I still can't find the sentencing. Five, like, three years in prison? I don't know. I honestly don't know what to do with someone. Like, I, I, I'm not a judge. I don't know the I don't know the law system in this country very well. Extradite them and send them to North Korea. Oh wow, okay. And we do, yeah. I think we do that in this country. I I, I was rumored like, can to we be... just not get rid of the terrible people and just send them to North Korea. Like, I think that's a that's a very no no jail time. Hell, no monetary. They might become friends. She with just King... has to go to North Korea. They might become friends with Kim Jong Un if you're if if. If she's that good at making elaborate stories and just really leaning into it, Kim Jong-un might, like, bring her in because, you know, he is the only person to get, like, 18 hole-in-ones. Or that was Kim Jong-il. I don't know. There's crazy, like, lies about North Korean dictators. Uh, Look it up. It's actually quite the read. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to actually North Korea, they might, you know, find their way into Kim Jong-un's cabinet if he has one. But, uh... Yeah, that was crazy. That was the most unethical thing done in powerlifting. If we're gonna make another like list separate from that, uh, yeah, we had to group that one into three as far as unethical practices. But yeah, you can go you you can go a lot of ways with just um, conning people and duping people in the sport. Like meet directors can do it. I've seen a few examples of it. Like I think there was one where I think someone um, let a lifter go down an attempt. Uh, or a uh, wait in an, in an attempt. So they missed their opener, and like there was some affiliation there with the meat director and the lifter, that they knocked it down like five kilos. Like that's I've not heard of this. I, I yeah. actually episode three of Two White Lights. If you guys are you really want an actual to like accredited federation, nope, USPA. Or are we talking redneck USPA. Okay. Yeah, USPA. I. I, I I mean there was a whole oh, story we can, behind we can it. get it USPA and unethical in the sense of the these regional territory managers and the stuff that they pull. Yeah, but we could also probably go into USAPL state directors that are equipped lifters that uh, uh, gatekeep all the raw lifters from doing anything. Mm-hmm. That too. Now yeah. we're just getting on tangents. Yeah. Yes. I mean that was kind <laughs> of the goal, right? Tangents of this. I mean, like unethical shit in powerlifting will probably allow for some tangents. But yeah, that, that was one thing that I'm like, I could see a lot of lifters taking advantage of other people's money and other people's livelihood. And there's a lot of, I mean, equipment can go through with that too. Um, definitely not stoic though. Go to lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear. Use promo code Angela 10 to get yourself the best power lifting gear in the sport. I wear it on the platform and off the platform because it is the best. It is quality. Use promo code Angela 10. And you can save yourself some money on wrist straps, belts, knee sleeves, you name it. Stoics got it. For four, for me, I guess it'll be like kind of tying to two, would be cheating where it's not drugs. So hanging on curtains, that's pretty unethical. I mean, it's hard to get busted in an untested meet, but Gerald O'Neill did that. He hung from a curtain. Forgive pretty quickly. Um, putting wrist wraps or knee wraps under your knee sleeves. Uh, the slingshot comes to mind. That's an unethical thing done in powerlifting meets. And I don't, almost put that above trying to cheat drug tests. Because I, at least cheating I, drug tests has some merit. No, no. The I, stuff you're mentioning, like like the the French, what the was it the French lifter who put the slingshot under his. Sh- that kind of stuff 
that's just like mind-boggling stupidity. Okay, or again, Gerald Dionio hanging on to the curtain, like that. What that no, has no merit. No, that's oh, just, oh no, that's just Gerald. I, I disagree with the practice, but it's way more clever than trying to wear a slingshot to bench press. Way more clever than that, because honestly, I, fighters were okay. So here's my rationale: fighters were getting along, getting away with this. Apparently, like that is an old boxing and UFC trick is like hanging on something just to give yourself like a few like point kilo or like maybe a half a pound or something or a quarter pound because it is the difference between some of these or for certain weight classes. Um, the 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 thing with me is. People bend the rules in sports, like within the game of play. Like every the expression, if you ain't cheating, you aren't trying. The reason why drug testing for me, or the trying to cheat a drug test for me, is so bad is what I mentioned. There's an untested side of power thing that you can easily do. Like hanging on curtains, it's like the it's like a spitball. Unethical but against you rules. You don't have to be in a certain weight class, and you also there's unlimited divisions in bench press where you can use a slingshot. Sure, sure. Those uh, exist too. That's a little bit Honestly, more extreme. Here's what that's I'm a say. little bit more Honestly, extreme because I don't think this can be a separate one. It is lumped together. I think cheating in general is lumped together as one. I I rank no, but I I have higher precedent over people trying to cheat a drug test as opposed to a person trying to just use supportive equipment on the platform. And trying elaborate ways to cheat. Like you said, because it was mind-boggling stupidity. Well, just because something is stupid doesn't make it more unethical. It's just stupid. You know, like just be like it does make it, it more unethical. It... I, I put a higher merit to people who have intelligence and try and cheat versus stupid and cheat. I would put Gerald as a high intelligence cheat. I've seen his Instagram. I can't put high intelligence there. Have you not listened to his rap album? I have not. That would probably only further uh help my cause and my uh, argument i will make uh, yeah maybe we'll make it the intro for uh for, for two highlights i say this he's gonna probably beat my ass if i see him. he's he's the he's like a professional fighter we've he said enough and he hasn't done anything i mean I, at the same I don't time know, maybe i don't know maybe just doesn't even listen you, you yeah, try maybe, to cheat maybe just doesn't listen or care but okay i mean if you want to lump them together that's my four i think the big one is coming up with a five I can't think of a five. Now. Yeah, because we both we've we've got our four. It's now for a fifth one. Sumo, just doing sumo in general. Oh yeah, bench archers. That's unethical. You're cheating. Bench archers. You are cheating. You are literally cheating if you bench arch and you have sumo. Listen, look at the comments. Look at the comments. Making, tell me, making. TikToks, tell me all those people are wrong. Making TikToks is pretty bad. I could I could put that up there. <laughs> just unethical, like TikToks. Just the the nature of TikTok. Um, I guess. <laughs> The, old... the nature of TikTok is so against what powerlifting is supposed to embody. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I actually think the nature of TikTok could easily be what powerlifting is to embody. Short clips of, like, a feat of strength. That's what powerlifting is, but it's been used in such a horrible way. Um, well, I could, uh, I guess, you know, Tyson Rindauer calling yourself the world's best deadlifter at the age of 20 when... You aren't. I don't know how else. I don't know how to cleverly describe that one, but that's one thing. You, I, I guess you could just lump together. You could lump together all of the garbage world records from Redneck Federations 
I was going to say that world records. Yeah, trash federations and people, you know, picking those federations and is that worse than client off. poaching though? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I don't know if I can. Call I would it. say I the, there's a big gray area with client poaching. You know what I mean? Like there a, is like a big because one. every every single coach ever has taken clients from other coaches. Their yeah. poaching though is a I, I like the definition of poaching is to cook an egg without it. <laughs> you got right, it on purpose, you dick. <laughs> Where's that? What Where's if, the actual what if one? People, I'm for? What if people? What <laughs> to, if people thought to cook an that egg without its shell in or overboiling? What does poaching mean? Uh, just wait. This it originally came. I mean, poaching came from like game, like hunting and game, and and to take without permission or use as one's own. So that's where I I don't think poaching is broad in the sense of like it's not poaching if a client leaves a coach. Yeah. And then reaches out to a new coach, and that coach takes oh. them. Did they take a client from another coach? Yes, but it was an ethical. I mean, that was the client's choice. Poaching is deliberately trying to steal someone from another coach. And maybe I'm biased, coach, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as fifth. Then okay, I, I have that as fifth. Yeah, that's probably why. I, I guess uh, maybe I'm not. I rank it a little bit higher uh, because I'm not a coach, uh, but I. I think the worst thing that like the worst thing that happens with client poaching is you get some shit talk back and forth potentially you get a disagreement people explain their end one person might be in the right one person might be in the wrong I think intentionally I also picking... think it's happening more than people know and those people aren't getting called out cuz I know of other people that poach but I'm not going to yeah. call them out but here's honestly, the I thing. just don't I don't I don't feel starting stuff people I don't have an issue with and haven't done it directly to me. Well, that's kind of my that's my uh, that's one of the things like I after after that episode I kind of want to get out there is every coach I think has a negative thing attached to them by someone else. Every single coach in the sport, I've heard it. The actually, if I'm being totally honest, Steve, uh, honest hour, the only person I haven't heard it from has been you. No one has said anything negative to me about you prior to us having a podcast. Um, people don't care. Also, if I'm affiliated with people, they will say if like they have a problem with someone in spite of your block list, inside of all the people you might have upset in the sport. No one has ever really said anything about your coaching in a negative sense, but everyone else. Yes. I've heard a negative thing about every single coach, my coach. Coaches I'm friends with, coaches I'm not friends with, I've heard it all. I think the only other one I've uh, maybe Marcellus. I haven't heard. I haven't had anyone say anything negative about Marcellus. I have. I will keep those okay. secrets close to me because I ain't no fucking rat. But yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, just saying. I'm like I, that's I where that's where the great. Totally like, disagree. If you like, want to call I mean, out people and stuff like that, I'm like everyone. It could go into a whole back and forth. He said, he said, she said kind of thing. And, but for me, like comparatively going into another federation, knowing that your non-passable squat is going to pass or your non-passable lift is going to pass and you get to hone it off as a world record is a shitty thing to do. It's a knowingly shitting thing to do. And it's, 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 um, at times I, like li lifters do have to hold themselves responsible 
for me also, it's like the referees in that situation too have to actually do their job and referee. So the unethicalness of it goes into a lot of things. The Federation, the lifter, and the referees. That's why it's so unethical. I, I could I could say that as five because if I'm going with my other arguments that I, I feel like it... Again, I think client poaching is prevalent. It's just not brought to light because most of the people that are getting poached do not have the voice to be able to call it out. And again, I know of a lot more that I could call out, but I'm just... There's only so much violence I want. If it's not uh, uh, if it's not involving me, um, I mean the the federation thing and trying to like get world records unethically that's a little bit more like out there and obvious you can't hide it so I think it's a little bit easier to say like that is an issue because everyone can see it and I think you could probably lump it together is like unethical unethical calls and world records because you also have the issue of like home field advantage with some lifters who will only do. Even in a good federation, they'll only do like you see it more on the intestine side. We'll only do a local level meet that's close to them where their friends are judging them. And they're going to get calls that they likely wouldn't get if they're doing the American Pro or the USPA Pro. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, there's, there's an unethical side in that as well. But, uh, I get, cause I mean, we are getting to a point where like there's, there's unethical things in powerlifting, but not like a lot of them. It's a sport where you lift things up. So, I mean... I'm actually... What? I'm actually going to take back... We're, we're going back and forth because we knew five would be tough. I'm going to take back client poaching as five because I just don't Good. think... Right. There's 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 more than people know, but not enough of it. I think number five is the gatekeeping of the, the combination of on the untested side of the territory managers and on the USAPL side, the equipped state chairs. Okay. Yeah, that's really whole. That's whole. That's halting the sport too. That's not. Uh, it's, yeah, it's. I'm gonna not go down to five for chance. sure. That's, yeah, that's not, solid five for me. Yeah, it's not giving self the chance, and I think it's ego based as well. Like you're not letting the sport potentially prosper because of your ego. That's something that is a negative. It's a, it's a net negative. It's never a positive. That's one of the things I look at as like unethical too. It's just there's like zero like zero positive for the sport. So yeah. That'd yeah. be a good one. All right. Well, I like how we just had that like large, elaborate conversation on poaching, and then you just you know kind of niche it there. So nice. I talked myself out of it. I had I had to be. I, That's what happens, the, right? The poaching, yeah. It's, the poaching talk- thing. If I, if I was arguing that drug test or cheating at high levels of power thing isn't prevalent enough, so I can't rank it high. I can't say poaching ranks high because I don't think it happens, but I don't think it happens enough at least in the limelight for to say that's one of the main problems the, the, a bigger that what's holding the sport back more is the gatekeeping not the client poaching okay if you, if you got yeah. rid of one or the other gatekeeping would elevate the sport farther for sure okay yeah i guess like i said it's like it's not on top of the list of most unethical things client poaching but then i'm like thinking i'm like the list is only like eight unethical things you can do in powerlifting you know like <laughs> it's just just not it it it's not a sport that yields itself to a lot of unethical practices. I guess In, until all group chat messages are released. Oh yeah, powerlifting will fucking burn. <laughs> if that it already kind of did with people saying n words when they shouldn't be. Yeah, I I mean actually not really right. No one was really talking about that, but I mean at the same time like about. Did you that see person. Alvin Kamara put that kid on blast? No. What happened? Some some like high school white kid. DM'd Alvin Kamara saying, "Good job, N word." Oh wow! 
And Alvin Kamara actually responded. He's like, what would your high school or something like, what would your high school coach say if I sent this to him? And he's like, I'm so sorry. Oh. I didn't think you actually read these. And it went back and forth and back and forth. And then it, the kid ended with Did he go back the kid to before the, the final ending. The kid goes to, to say, I'm sorry. I'm going to make sure I roster you on my fantasy football team. Oh, Exclamation God. point. And then the next thing is Alvin Kamara posting the DMs on his stories and tagging the high school. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> fucking great. I didn't see that. That is – yeah, I love when athletes have time. You know what I mean? When they have time. When they are like – I'm like – they probably – I mean, they probably get a shit ton of these and fucking how, horrible DMs. Yeah, how I have so many of those. And then – yeah, and then like Alvin Kamara – and Alvin Kamara, uh, 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 all-pro running back, just sent it to your high school coach. Like, like how, I don't know. That's like, I would do that. If I was an athlete, I would do that like daily. I would just go through hateful DMs and just send it to the place of work. I'm like, Hey, uh, that $50,000 annual or uh, the $50,000 you're earning annually at this job. It just fired you. I'm going to go back to making millions playing a sport Bye, and then just block them. Just completely ruined their life for saying some dumb shit on Instagram. I mean, that that's like the best way to fight it back. Uh, that's fucking great, though. Yeah. Um, the kid, So the kid's response, I got to read it. My bad. I didn't think you actually received these. I'm a huge fan. I have you. I've had you every year in fantasy. Oh, my God. That is that is such a not and good then, thing to say back. He and sh- then, like I said, he says, no, man. Uh Sorry, I shouldn't have said it. My bad won't happen again. But after careful consideration, you have earned this roster spot on my team. Congratulations, son. Calls him son. Oh and then God. puts a party emoji. And then that's when Alvin puts it out. And the kid responds, hey, man, I'm sorry. Can you delete this? I've learned my actions have consequences. I'm getting harassed. That is that is so great. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not that know is any amazing. of this. Yeah, that is uh I would, I would, just, if somebody responds to my, like an athlete responded to my DMs, I just break my phone. I would just lose it so much. I'd be like, holy shit, this actually happened. An athlete responded to my DMs. I don't think I've ever DM'd an athlete, but if I did, I'm going to try it. Oh, no, I, I DM'd Ronaldo once. I forgot what I DM'd him. It wasn't anything hateful, it was something really weird. <laughs> I, I think I had a bet with my friends. Or, yeah, or uh, I slid into celebrities' DMs showing off one of my friends. I'm like, hey. He thinks you're hot. <laughs> yeah. Were, were, you, were you trying to play wingman for Gage? I think it actually was Gage. Who was it? That makes complete sense if it was Gage. That sounds like a Gage. Was it Marissa to Tomei? To try and slide. Yeah, I might have done it with Marissa Tomei. For him. Yeah, I might have done it with Marissa Tomei. So if Marissa Tomei is listening, I Gage is half single. I don't fucking know at this point. But uh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, he that has happens. multiple holes. He'll 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 have one for each person. Yeah. Speaking of holes, we we're you're gonna be on a record today with three podcasts. Yeah. Which I, I I'm gonna say this right now. I, I say hole. I I'm not losing the holes thing because deepening the holes of massonomics. I'm just putting this out there now. We have a drink spotter close to us. Close to a pot of boiling, just like boiling poison. If something goes wrong in this episode, if we get red weddinged, I'm pushing it in there just for a safety blanket because I'm. It feels like I'm going into the red wedding by them inviting us onto the podcast. 
something. I, I'm gearing for war right now. I'm getting ready. I'm just putting it on this podcast now, just in case. Just in case, you guys. I didn't. Maybe I'm an optimist. I never thought of this until you mentioned that this could I, be a prank. I am. I, I, they're in my I, fucking I think, head. I think they're in my head right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna have a. I'm just have a drink spotter close to me and threaten. I have a window very close to me. Like, if something happens, the drink spotter gets it, and I'm throwing it out the fucking window. Do you guys want that to happen to your precious little drink spotter? Because I, I feel I feel like we're about to get ambushed. I'll light the lift shirt on fire. Yeah. Piss on it. Yeah, and and uh, on top of that, we have, I mean, we do have somewhat of an alliance here with Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salt. I mean, they sponsor both podcasts, and the reason why is because it's the best. Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salt, go to HypeDust.com and use promo code 2 15 to get yourself the best smelling salts they range in scents from mild to burn some of your nose hair off you guys want to be careful with this stuff you might not want to go all the way towards the like the absolute top top strength because i think the medium just does a job but i would say try them all try every single one see what tickles your fancy use promo code 2wl15 2 WL15, I'm already losing my ability to speak, and I have another podcast after this. 2WL15 to save yourself some money. Hypedust.com, Obsidian Ammonia Smelling Salt. All right, that'll do it for Two White Lights on Saturday. Make sure you guys are tuning in to Carolina Primetime. I believe that is starting at noon, noon Eastern time. I'm hoping I'm right about that. There'll be some real bad journalism. Yep, it's noon. noon Eastern noon time. Noon Eastern to 6.30. Noon to six thirty. They also are. They it's a two day event, so they will have the second day on Sunday. Uh, me and C will be flying back that Sunday, but make sure you guys are checking that out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.